0: Hello, hello, welcome everyone to Confidence to Cabaret, the podcast at Confidence to Cabaret, anywhere you get your podcasts. I am Heather Jean, your host, as always. I am joined by the amazing, I'm going to say queen today because amazing tiara. I'm joined by the amazing Katie Bjargvida. Is that right? Oh, oh, I've been practicing. Amazing. Katie, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining me.
1: Oh, thank you so Um, much for having me on. When you were describing the, the wonderful community that you're building, I was like, so excited. These are amazing people that you are connected to. And
0: you are one of them. And thank you. I'm so happy. So let me tell you a little bit about Katie. And in in my short kind of chat with Katie today, I've learned a few things. So so Katie is all about positivity and vulnerability and empathy and honesty and all of the things that are such key values in raising confidence and, and, you know, driving confidence through cabaret are all of those things. Um, And we're going to have a little bit of a conversation about, you know, positivity and vulnerability because sometimes those can be like conflicting things but also um i just wanted you to know about katie so katie's a freelance editor katie's a mom katie is all about identity encouragement and inspiration on youtube especially uh katie am right in saying you have podcasts and vlogs as well as being a youtuber
1: i hope to eventually go into the podcasting proper world but right now my podcast is on my youtube channel amazing well that's that's i call
0: that a vodcast and people really object to that and i'm like why is it not a vodcast because we put this up as a vodcast i insist on it being a vodcast because it's an audio podcast for anyone listening with audio and then it can also be a video podcast it's a vodcast Ta-da. so i'm doing that i'm i'm <laughs> so as yeah. far as i'm concerned you have a podcast yeah, absolutely. And then you have uh, you have a blog, and you have a vlog.
1: Also, you, is your vlog a host on YouTube? Um, yes, the vlog the vlog is also on YouTube. Yeah, and it's life in Sweden because I am an expat living on this island called Gotland.
0: Amazing. Amazing. So we have Katie jo- joining us from Sweden, uh, or from the US originally. I am in the UK. I'm from Canada originally. So we are representing Europe and North America. That's cool. <laughs> I'm loving your crown. It's making me die. I love it so much. Okay, so Katie, you started about two and a half years ago with YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. So what made you do that? Like,
1: what? where did that come from? I wanted to have a way to connect with people. And I saw some vlogs of this creator, um, her stage name is Miranda Sings, her real name is Colleen Ballinger, and she's not everyone's cup of tea. But I loved her. And her vlogs were simple sharing the the sweet and fun and and happy moments of life just kind of smushing them together and putting a little bit of music and stuff with them and i was like i could do that i want to do that because i had actually started a youtube channel in 2008 when i was a baby i was a fetus i was like 21 years old and then i couldn't get the videos uploaded anymore I, I bought a camera and i couldn't upload them get them off of the camera onto the computer and and i was crushed about this i'd wanted to do youtube for so many years and uh. i had i'm a twin mom so for the longest time i was just a milk cow to these two two babies And this was one of my first forays into actually having a life and being myself and and having something to be passionate about. And so I just jumped in with both feet from the very beginning and I fell in love. YouTube is such a special journey.
0: I love that you identified so quickly that you needed to have something for you. I think a lot of times as moms we don't do that. Ooh. I did not do that. I think. I, well, that that I guess. I guess for me, I loved having my children. So my children are, are grown up now. My youngest is twenty, and I I loved being a mom. And so for me, that was what I did. For me, you know, like I I I've, I have had a business for over twenty five years as a training consultant and coach. So, I I was busy. I traveled all over the world constantly just, you know, flying in and out every week. So for me, the thing I did for me was being a mom and and being at all the things and staying home and playing with them and, and so on. So it, I, I made that choice not to do other things until about five years ago with Cabaret. But the reason I say that is because I, I think, when we make our choices, very often, we don't realize that we can make a choice about what do I want? And you've done that. And I think that's really amazing.
1: I think that there is so much power for every single person to have a creative outlet, something, and it makes you a better human, it makes you a better parent to, in, in life, in general, if you don't have this part of your soul that's just drying up because you're not expressing yourself in any way,
0: I think that's really true. And I and I think I think you know um, some of us uh, our creativity is more of a priority to us you know, it's, it's just there and it just, it just has to be fed and expressed. So, so what kind of things can we expect on your YouTube channel? Cause I, I'm going to put it up here in just a minute. And then like, as in, I'm going to put up, I'll, I'll put up the link so that everybody can um, get in touch with it. But what kind of things do you do on your YouTube channel?
1: I am talking to incredibly epic people with incredible stories. Uh, I recently made contact with a PR woman who's booking legendary people for me. Like yesterday, uh, we're recording this on the 23rd of June. Yesterday I had I uploaded a conversation with Scott Page, who has performed, who has been with Toto, Supertramp, wow. and Pink Floyd, and is a tech entrepreneur. And I've had conversations with TV hosts, and models and authors and the thing that if any opportunity I get to talk to somebody who's in the famous or famous adjacent world I don't want it to just be about oh what's it like to be famous and perform but I want to give them a chance to talk about what they're passionate about to show who they really are and to get deep as deep and vulnerable as they're willing to get and I've talked to people sharing stories of getting out of abusive marriages. Um, I really want, I've been deconstructing evangelicalism, which is not to say that I'm anti-Christian or anything, but I've, I've been discovering that there's a lot of things that I didn't learn correctly. Like I learned homophobia and transphobia. I learned, I, I, I learned a whitewashed history and so i've been having conversations with people of color to learn to fill in those gaps of what i learned wrong and conversations with queer people to tell their stories and it's just been so wonderful to learn and grow and just just get better <laughs> that's that's what, what's what's been your
0: biggest realization in getting to know people that you Hadn't been able to connect or understand before, like if you, yeah. if you, like, like whether whether that's a, a a particular kind of person or a particular belief that you had, or what what's what's been the biggest realization?
1: Well, one huge thing. It wasn't a result of the channel, but it was a result of my deconstructing in general that the word homosexual wasn't in the Bible until nineteen forty six. It was a translating error that has led to the suffering of so many people. And I've gone through such a journey of like the, ang- the this this grief process of like, oh, my goodness, how much of what I learned was wrong. But it's like it's pushed me to seek out more conversations to grow and like conversations like taking on fear based theology and conversations really diving into the Bible and how it's not anti-LGBTQ and so as I get questions as I've found people that I can talk these questions through and that's just been such an incredible journey and in my vlogs it's I try it's things are generally more lighthearted, but sometimes I just want to turn the camera on and I just want to say what's really inside and be unfiltered and be, be honest, because there's so many people, especially I think it's, it's kind of hard in the mom world. People are expected to just talk about, oh, life is great. Life is perfect, but it's hard. And that's it doesn't mean you love your kids or your family any less, but it is hard. And to be a voice out there that's acknowledging the things that are hard is I, I think it's a really meaningful thing.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting because it's it, those those kind of subjects. I mean, it, it, we'll we'll all be familiar with you know subjects um, that are that are taboo or that you know we we've been you know homophobia and transphobia and you know those kind of things, but but I, we know that there's a conversation there that that needs to be had. We often don't acknowledge the conversation about. I don't feel okay today, being a mom. I feel really pissed off being with my kids. Or, you know, and that and that, and that doesn't mean I don't love them. But right now, I don't want to. Do you know, we don't have those kind of conversations. And then, what happens for a lot of moms is that they don't feel like they're a good enough mom, and that mm. that's so difficult.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think the you're, you're sharing that, and you're out there, you know, giving you know, your honest take on things frees up that conversation for the people. It's just so fantastic.
1: Thank you. And as I've been in this YouTube world, I have sought out community because we both, we have this in common, we both have such huge hearts for community. And so I've met so many other YouTubers and there's like, there's a Facebook group called hashtag no small creator and I've connected with so many incredible people there. And I've kind of become a bit of an expert on YouTube, certain aspects of it. Like when I visit a new channel, I see like, wow, that title is kind of boring, you know? Um, Episode one, not a good title for a video. It doesn't give me any information about it. And I notice their thumbnails. I notice how long they talk in their introduction before they actually get to the point in the video and when i visit a new channel i just like immediately really want to give them some perspective about it not say like jump in this is wrong this is wrong i want to acknowledge what they do right but i also want to give pointers of how they can do better yeah so it's like i don't even want to look at a channel if people aren't going to be open to me telling them something that could help them make it better at this point i really i'm passionate about this I wonder if there's a way that I could get paid to do this. Like,
0: (laughs) I mean, I mean, maybe, I mean, there's, there's certainly, you know, there's a a lot of social media marketers and and VAs that, that help with, you know, your Facebook and your Instagram and, you know, facelifts on those things. Um, Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people who help with branding. So Mm -hmm. um, this is just off the top of my head. So probably.
1: When I was talking to a friend of mine, Eris Gerantakis, he's a professional voice actor, just a lovely guy. And he's killing it on Clubhouse, too. Um, he, he, when people are willing to listen to me talk, I'm like, heaven, I'm in heaven. And so I just rambled on for the longest time about what he was doing great and how he can combine his different niches and how he can be a, um how he can just communicate who he is better on YouTube. And he was like, this is professional level advice. I feel like I should pay you for this. Wow, really?
0: Amazing, amazing. Um, The the thing that the thing that comes to mind, I guess, if you're listening, and you've just started on YouTube, and you're like, Oh, I'm not ready for Katie's feedback, or you're thinking, or you're thinking, um, I'd like to start something, but it wouldn't be good enough. I mean, a lot of it is practice, right? Like a lot of it, like if you look at my early videos, so I'm a training professional. I'm used to speaking to large audiences, right? In a big conference center, no problem. But speaking to a little green dot all by myself blew my mind. And my videos are terrible at the beginning. Would you, did you find that, that you got like
1: better? I had a lot of practice talking in front of people as well. I was an actor for 12 years with a theater company in 26 countries and three continents, but who's bragging? <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so and but I also had a lot of practice. I Before I started my channel, I did a lot of live streams on Facebook. So yeah. I was really practicing a lot in talking to a camera before I started. I didn't even realize that I was preparing myself, but I was.
0: Amazing, amazing. I did. I found it. Di- I do actually genuinely find it different between uh, doing a Facebook Live, where at least you have comments or mm. you have, you know, often have somebody with you, versus talking to the camera myself. So, so on the Confidence Cabaret community, we have a lot of different playlists um, because we talk about personal life, work life, and stage life. And I recorded quite a lot of content around things like goal setting. So, goal setting for your personal life, goal setting in work life, and 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 stage life. So So, so um, that was a lot of talking to the little green camera and I feel different about it than I do if I'm doing a Facebook live, interestingly, but you're with people on your YouTube. So that's, that's helpful.
1: Yeah. In my conversations. Yeah. But I wanted to go back to something that you'd said a minute ago about people worrying, like, is, is it good enough? Or I'm not ready for feedback. It's such an interesting thing that I can speak. You can. I am so passionate that everyone's story is worth it and good enough because even if even if what they want to say is exactly the same thing that you said, I mean hopefully they put it in their own words and they're not stealing from you, but the thing is somebody that will connect with you won't connect with you, will connect with them. And putting out a positive message, putting out your story is always worth it. And there's too much comparison of Oh, but they're better. Oh, but I'm I don't have this kind of personality because there are billions of people on YouTube looking for someone to connect with. It's it's not easy to find your people that you're like I'm in, I want to invest in them. I want to I want to be there for their journey.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's so true. That is that is so true. It's the, the, there are there's always an audience for your journey if they're your people how do you find your people on youtube because i think that's a thing that puts a lot of people off it's like but there are so many youtube channels why would i start a youtube channel like how, what what would you say about that how what's what's your advice for putting that out well, there
1: in the be- it's a very slow crawl if you're going into it wanting to see ex- wanting to see results quickly you're not going to last so in the beginning you more have to do it for yourself and you have to be willing to make a lot of bad videos before you really find your voice find your confidence so it's i think it'd be better to go into it thinking of i'm going to document my journey to towards confidence so that i can look back on these older videos and not be ashamed by them not be embarrassed but say wow look how far i've come yeah and when you when you know who your audience is even if they're not there yet but you're like okay i want to reach 30 something moms who don't know how to find their creativity whatever you make the kind of titles that you would look for you 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 focus when you focus it on those people out there that you know are having questions and you and you find out how you can answer those questions if i feel like it's kind of got to be something that you feel like you have to do it's almost Mm -hmm. got to feel like a calling and so many people want to do it for the sake of doing it you know instead of like i feel like compelled to do it like with my i have a channel called youtubing with katie and it's fairly new but for the longest time i felt compelled to make youtuber support videos And I kind of tried to push it aside because they're like, no, I don't want to do that. I want to do vlogs. I don't have enough ideas for content for this every week. But you follow what your passion is and the people will eventually come.
0: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then you also, you learn different things by talking to different people about how they do things. Mm -hmm. And then you, you know, we were talking about earlier about like how how I do things is quite different to, to how other people do things with podcasts in terms of you know guests and things and then you go oh i could talk about that and then and so and so it goes on and, and we're all we're all learning from each other which is fantastic
1: yeah you, okay. you invest in that community and that's how you grow
0: yeah absolutely okay so you have uh what's that what's that channel called it's called youtubing with katie YouTubing with Katie. Okay, amazing. And then you have another
1: one that are, this is the one that I'm familiar yeah, with. Yeah, that's my main channel. That's where I have my vulnerability and building compassion and and authenticity channel. <laughs> that was eloquent.
0: <laughs> okay, so and this is called yeah. So it's YouTube, and then it's Epic Kate,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Not the KT, but Kate K A T E, and then Biargvida. Yeah.
1: That's my that's my baby. I've been working on that for two and a half years. And it's I've gone through so many iterations of, of ne- the word. Are you familiar with the word niche? Yeah. Um, are the people watching familiar? It's like, th- there's a lot of pressure when you start. You have to have a niche, you have to niche down. And I don't agree in the beginning that you should. You should make the kind of videos that you've always wanted to make. You should see what is sustainable And and so I've gone through many iterations of niches on this channel, but I always have come back to vlogs. and I've been doing conversations for a year now. And it's so exciting. I've had so many conversations.
0: That's fantastic. That's fantastic. But I think I think, you know, coming back to to what we talked about in the very beginning around positivity and, and vulnerability, I think if you if you if you are positive and vulnerable and authentic then it will come across right
1: mm-hmm. like
0: Definitely. you say you, you almost have to do it because you have to yeah. how does so vulnerability um is on your vlogs how does vulnerability and positivity kind of come into conflict with that because you're talking about, you know, some of your vulnerable, your most vulnerable moments. And, you know, I've certainly talked about my vulnerable moments um, uh, a lot on, on all of the socials, but it can be difficult to go to, to have that balance with positivity. Can't it? Yeah,
1: that's a really true point. I think it's that, the vulnerability is what causes people to care about you and it doesn't have to be a wallowing in what's wrong kind of vulnerability but but um this is what i'm doing this this is what i'm feeling i know it's not forever i this is how i want to get out on the other side it's 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 towards a purpose than than just sympathy or whatever and yeah it's knowing that how am i going to connect to people how are people supposed to care about me as a person or me as a brand or me as a business or or whatever people want to see something real and so that's part of my vision is connecting with with brands and businesses and saying like okay when when i'm editing this video for you You would just cut out the part where your cat interrupts you and you chuckle and you yell at the passing um, traffic because you're trying to record. And I leave those moments in because it's authentic and it's and it's vulnerable that to show that you don't have it all together because people don't want to see people that have it all together all the time. They want to see that someone else is struggling with annoying lights and feeling not confident when they stutter over their words that we all do it.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I I think we we talk a lot about perfectly imperfect at Confidence Cabaret, and yeah. and you know it it is that. And and my imposter voice screams at me and says, you know, I I did a live training the other night, and the slides were in somewhere in the process between changing them from from Apple's slides to a PowerPoint slides to Google slides. The slides just got all ended up all jumbled up. Anyway. I was running a live training and the slides were all the text on top of each other. And I just thought, okay, I acknowledged it. And then we carried on because I, I, I wanted to say, okay, well, let's hang up, give me five minutes and then we'll start this again. But, but why, you know, because, and, and actually somebody hung around at the end and said that took nothing away from it. In fact, I thought that you did that on purpose because I thought you were making a point, you know, um so so it's it i I, people aren't you're absolutely right especially now i think after 2020 Mm -hmm. people are not looking for perfection because before you know we had our office life right so we but now you know we're used to seeing each other on zoom and you know the dog jumping into the middle the number of times the dog has been on my podcast is hilarious
1: yeah but do you have your children there with you sometimes they sometimes pop in and when I was talking to one very legendary musician, Leland Sklar, the, my husband was like, "Hmm, it sounds like they're they're kind of at a lull in the conversation." So he let one of the kids come on purpose, and she climbed into my lap and said, "What is your dog's name?" And Aww. it was a really cute moment, and he loved it. That's so
0: amazing. That's so amazing. And i i th- I think you're absolutely right. I think I think the guests enjoy as well that they're allowed to be themselves. And they're allowed to be authentic when they show up, um, you know, and I think, I think there is a whole culture. Actually, we've been doing a whole week on this in the, in the confidence recovery community on Facebook about toxic positivity, where mm-hmm. we're supposed to be smiling and, you know, chin up, smile. It could be worse and all of that stuff is just, it, 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 Means that we're we're pushing in those feelings and we're not expressing them So I love that you're not only allowing but encouraging your guests to be really vulnerable and real with you yeah, I think it's fantastic
1: and It's really powerful when you can see people grow in their confidence from one video to the next to the next to the next as they try and it's happening with a lady that I'm editing for for named Vicky. She's a marketing expert. She's and it's so fun that she when she lets me pull out those details of of, of real life and allows me to leave them in and have fun with them. And she is getting better as she goes. Oh. And that's like you will get better. And you can't compare, you can't, you Heather, can't compare your YouTube videos to your to your career of talking in front of people because they are two different beasts. Having that connection with a live audience and feeding off of each other's energy is so special
0: absolutely absolutely and that's why i love the, the podcasting and and the vodcasting uh, because i am actually able to connect with people and it's quite surreal recording a podcast when we don't have video on have you done that it's I hate it. <laughs> it's, it's very strange because you just can't feed off of it in the same way it's still great because you're vocally connected but it's not it's not as easy as if you can see one another okay so i have some questions Ooh. um i know <laughs> that I love to ask, um, which is just a bit of fun. But because we are a Confidence New Cabaret, uh, so first of all, I, would, I, I, I wanted to just challenge the question of what is confidence to you? What does that mean?
1: Confidence to me means even when you're scared, you still do it. Yeah, it's it's not saying like, oh, it's as easy. Here I go. But but you you make that conscious decision to work in spite of the fear. And then after you're done, you're like, wow, that wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. And you feel empowered and confidence compounds in an incredible way. As I've gotten opportunities to talk to people, I've been sending out more emails like saying, hey, want to be in my channel? And people are like, let me contact my PR person. They'll get back to you. And I'm like, whoa, that just happened. And <laughs> I just, as as I believe in myself more and believe in the worth of my channel and my skills of talking to people and just trusting that the right words will come out of my mouth, then it just I I I feel like the sky is the limit. Yeah,
0: that's amazing. That's amazing. And we all should be feeling that, right?
1: It yeah. feels great because I was not a confident person growing up. I had a really scared fear. Oh, sorry. I'm interrupting your question asking. Carry on. Oh, no, no. no go, go for it. Go for it. Okay, what were you going to okay. say? I grew up with a mom who was very scared of things. And I, like, got some of that. Like, but they didn't teach me how to do a lot of things. I didn't know how to cut vegetables. And there was this always this part of me whenever it was time to volunteer in the kitchen with the organization I was with. I was like, they're going to yell at me for doing it wrong and somebody showed me how to cut vegetables and then I just kept telling myself well if they're going to get mad at me they can do it themselves you know trying to get myself to the mental place to just be willing to do things and not be afraid. Yeah I mean
0: that's we all have a, a cutting vegetables thing you know, that we're, we're afraid to do or afraid to even try or afraid to disappoint people mm-hmm. or upset people. And and mm-hmm. so we just don't. Mm-hmm. And then coming back to your point about confidence and knowing that you could do so much more, and it it, it it is just such a great thing to be able to overcome those fears yeah. and do it.
1: And just say like the worst that can happen is someone yells, okay. And then I can say, sorry, you can do it yourself. When you put yourself out there for an opportunity, the worst that can happen is they say no. I got a no today and I was like, "Okay, cool. I tried."
0: Yeah, and that's that's the bit is 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 measuring those moments that you've tried. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so if you were going on stage, uh to do perform a cabaret piece, which can be <laughs> anything. It can be anything. And I know you're I know you're a, a fan of drag. <laughs> I love that. Um but if you were going on to perform any kind of cabaret piece, what one prop would you want to have with you?
1: Hmm. That's interesting. I would I think I'd really love to try like stand-up comedy. I think that would be a lot of fun. I think I would want to have I mean, water is a really boring one, isn't it? It, sh- it should be something interesting. Well, water is important. I mean, w- water can be lots of things too, right? Like
0: yeah. I mean, you know wa- yeah, water can be lots of things. Um, but certainly if you're going to do stand-up, you're going to want water. but you know what? I was just going to say it's not just the fact that it'll it'll you know um, c- you know keep your, keep your throat moist but it's also something to hold on to.
1: Mm. I, I had somebody maybe one like time. Maybe like a teddy bear or something. Maybe just something I can just squeeze and hold maybe. on to. <laughs> I had somebody who had a pen
0: because they felt like it was really, like it was a strong thing, you know, because they're used to it. They're, you know, from the corporate world. And that pen feels like it's a, 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 a actually this comes up a lot when I do presentation skills in, in businesses, they'll, they'll sort of have a pen, like as if the pen is going to protect you from the, the angry mobs that don't like your performance, whatever it is, you know, it's of course not. So actually it's interesting you say that about water because it represents also the the vessel, right? Mm. Mm. But the teddy bear, I feel like that's a really niche stand up uh, act if you're just gonna like squeeze your teddy.
1: <laughs> I, think, well, I think that's I very think cool. I, I mentioned I was an actor for many years and One time I was I had a broom for a prop and I was so nervous. I think I might have been performing in German too. So there was an added layer of nervousness. And there was it was a hollow top. And I managed to just get my thumb stuck in there and like (laughs) trying to pull it out through the performance. And I pulled it out and there was it was bleeding. And I was holding my thumb, holding my hand, trying not to draw any attention to the fact that I was bleeding. And you just carry on. Just, just did the play, just finished. One time during a play, my skirt was falling off. I had a tr- I had trousers underneath, but I was having to hold the skirt up with one hand the entire play. Amazing.
0: Amazing. That's hilarious. And that's the kind of thing where people would go, oh, that, uh, that, like I, that's why I wouldn't want to go on stage because I'd fear that. But if it happens, yeah, but then great you, you carry on, though, right? You yeah. just carry on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like okay. Anything hard in- oh, sorry. I keep interrupting. No, 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 no. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Anything. It's like anything hard in life, like a tragedy. And people say, how How did you carry on? Like, what's the choice? Lay down and die? Like, you have people that depend on you. You, de- you have to take care of yourself. Like, it's a dumb thing to say. I couldn't. It-
0: I love that you just said that because it's so true. Like you fear it happening, but if it happens, I mean, I I wear very high heels on the stage, like very high heels, like minimum seven inches, and and so and I have fallen over. Um, actually, <laughs> okay, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this one story, just because you look so shocked. So um, so I had never worn nine inch heels. It was the first time I put them on, and I decided that I would perform in them. And it was a drag number. Uh, and so I was in full, uh, well, I mean, insultingly full drag for, drag, for proper drag artists because I, I was just nowhere, nowhere near the caliber of actually calling myself a drag performer. But I was trying. And I had never put them on. I put them on right before I performed, and I fell and i went over on my ankle i mean why would i think that this is a good idea to not practice in this but anyway uh and i i went over on my heel and i was there was somebody else on stage with me and i sho- she was next to me and i shoved her as i fell to just kind of make it look like i was being quite bitchy because that was in keeping with my character <laughs> and, and then she fell <laughs> And it, it fit with the character. We just kept it within the character. She got up and she pulled my wig off and threw it into the audience. And then we carried on as wow. if nothing had happened. It so, was uh, it was hilarious.
1: So this performer incorporated it into there. Like it was just part of the show. There was no hard feelings. None, none okay. at all. They just thought it was funny. In fact, they didn't know
0: that I hadn't done that on purpose. <laughs> they didn't know I fell. They just felt me shove them. And then, and then she got back up
1: and she pulled my, wig and
0: through
1: and carry like on. I, like I told you bucket list I want to go to a drag show one day this sounds amazing
0: it is very fun it is very fun and that's not the usual kind of thing like it's it's not about you know being bitchy queens and whatever and and I am <laughs> I am certainly not a drag that was my one and only attempt at, at drag and it's not certainly not where I'm where I'm headed as a cabaret performer but I love that you you said "Stand up because that fills me with dread, like that's the one thing i that's that I would draw the line, and I don't do karaoke, but I would rather do karaoke than stand up. That is mm. the fact that you want to do that is so awesome.
1: I do love to sing too. So oh. I, I, I'm often belting out song, random songs, not like the entire performance, but just to be, just having fun when my husband and I do a live stream every Tuesday on my channel.
0: Amazing, amazing, that's mm-hmm. so much fun. Okay, so what would your stage name be if you were going on uh, to perform this cabaret act? What would your
1: stage I'm, name be? I might as well stick with Epic Kate. It's got a nice ring to it.
0: I like that, I like that, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and you can really play with that epic.
1: Yeah. Very big. Yeah. I when love I'm that. telling when I'm telling random people that I have a channel, it's like you can find an epic cake, like epic. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. And the crown, I mean, that just polishes it all off. The tiara. <laughs> okay. So what is your favorite lesson that you have have learned? It doesn't have to be the best or the biggest, but what is your favorite lesson that you've learned in life?
1: Oh, come on. There's, that's that's too big.
0: Let's to pick one.
1: Um, I, I, I'm going to... You have to be... Uh, question everything.
0: There's, oh, no,
1: I love that. there's no... You don't get any bonus points in life to just blindly follow everything you're taught. And there's just so much fear of the unknown. There's so much fear of disappointment when it comes to these things, like I I was struggling for a long time with disappointing my parents for, you know, not being a homophobic jerk. Um, But like, no, screw it. They can be disappointed. I'd rather be on the right side of humanity. And the more you're you open yourself up to the truth, to more truth out there, the better of a person you'll be, the freer you will be. It's it's amazing to get come into freedom of, wow, people are people. The gender is a spectrum. Like there's so much more. There's so much more gray. It's there's so much less black and white. Oh,
0: I love that. I love that. That's it. That's that's an amazing lesson to to learn. Um, and I think it incorporates so many other things that's like an onion lesson there's just so many other parts to that because once you question then there's so much more and then you know then all your own judgments start coming out and your your awareness of yourself and your awareness of others and our differences and our similarities. at it all it's just that's a that's an onion lesson I love that
1: yeah thank you <laughs> thank you for asking
0: okay so uh so lastly I just want to highlight again go and check out Epic Kate on YouTube, go and check out. um, I mean, that's the the place to start, right? Is to go there.
1: If you're interested in starting a YouTube channel, then the YouTubing with Katie one is a a good place to start. Um, Because it's not your quick, here's your quick ways to grow, but it's helping to ask the questions to get you thinking about your identity, about who your audience is, inspiration to keep going when it's hard because it is hard you get hit with a lot of fear and a lot of doubt a lot of people give up but yeah. but having a conf- having a community in place before you even start that's a good idea
0: yeah and do you do that on social media like as um, in on facebook or
1: it's it's a youtube um, channel for now i would be open to starting a facebook group if there were to be a community of people that wanted that in the future
0: Mm. I was just interested in how, how you grow your community online, like on, on, on YouTube. I think that's a, I think that's Mm -hmm. a, an interesting model that you've developed.
1: On YouTube, with my, with that channel, I'm really, it's very hands-off because my time is so limited between freelancing and momming and, and, and everything else. So I'm just focusing on weekly uploads. And when I come across people that are, that are like, I don't know what to do with the channel. I'm like, hey, here's my channel. If you want to check it out, you can. Amazing. So, yeah, very. It's very. It's only 25 subscribers as of today.
0: But you know what? Those. I mean, if, if you had 25 people in the room that you'd made a difference to, that's big deal. Yeah.
1: That's a 25. That's the thing. And
0: this. That's the thing people forget is that each one of those is a person. Yes.
1: So I'm not saying it's only, I'm just saying I'm not focused on the numbers on that right now. I'm focused on just being consistent.
0: Amazing, and showing up. Thank you so much for showing up.
1: <laughs> Katie, it has been
0: such a pleasure to have you as a guest. I've, I've loved our conversation. We've gone kind of meandered all over the place, which is always yeah. so much fun. I love the organic model. So thank you Sorry for if I ever
1: got kind of repetitive or whatever. <laughs>
0: No, it, I mean, that's the thing, like, I've, I've learned this about being online is that, you know, we have to be repetitive, because we, we can't, we can't believe that everybody's hanging on our every word. So if we've said it, mm-hmm. people missed it, then it comes up later, and then they heard it then. So that's fantastic. Um, I... I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so happy to be featuring you. I can't wait to to let others have contact uh, and 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 hear this podcast and and see this vodcast. And I really do appreciate your time. Thank you again.
1: Oh, thank you. So even though this is your channel, I want to tell you what how I end my conversations, just because I feel like it. So when I end my conversations, I give hugs. Bye. Oh. Thank you.
0: I love hugs. I love hugs. That's fantastic. Thank you. I so I'm, hugging. I'm so I know. I know. I love I, I'm I'm hanging on a little bit longer. I like my hugs. Thank you. Um, we end our conversation slightly differently. We have a, a phrase which summarizes uh, what we believe in Competence in for Cabaret about uh, sharing your voice and raising it, uh, about sharing your message and expressing it, and about owning and taking up space. So we are Competence for Cabaret on all of the socials. Uh, a clubhouse, I am at Heather YB YW YS. On Twitter, we are at. Y-B-Y-W-Y-S everything else is confidence through cabaret all the socials, all of the YouTube, the podcast, you name it wherever you get your socials Google that or search that and you'll find it and I'll tell you that the letters Y-B-Y-W-Y-S they stand for it is your body it is your world and it is your stage take up space Mm. and own it I like it